0: You know, the battle, maybe it's sin in your life. There's an addiction or something you just can't get over. Maybe it's your kids. You know, not that you're battling your kids, but maybe you are. Um, or you're battling for your kids, for, for their salvation, for their life, for their flourishing. Uh, maybe it's a friend or a family member that doesn't know the Lord, and you're battling for them, or your marriage. We have these battles, and there is an enemy that wants to take us down. And if we really believe, uh, w- there's a good uh, line in that song, um, I don't remember what it is, but I was singing it. <laughs> but, but basically, it's about when we recognize the battle, giving it to God. And if we really recognize that God really is all-powerful and all-loving and all-good, and we have these battles, why wouldn't we give them up to him in prayer? Well, before I get too far into it, welcome. If you're a guest, we're glad that you're here. Uh, we would love to get to know you as you came in. You got a little bulletin. Uh, there's a Connect card. If you would fill that out uh, with as much information as you're comfortable with, then take it to Sonia over here in guest. She's waving her hand, um, and she will give you a, a goodie bag with a little gift in there uh, and some information on who we are as a church. Other than that, did you know Easter's coming up? Yeah, in like two weeks. So uh, Easter's coming, and Easter is just one of those special days uh, when a lot of people come to church that don't normally come to church, uh, when we get to dwell on who God is. And so we're looking forward to Easter. Of course, the greatest thing that has ever happened in all of human history is that God came in flesh, took on the body, Jesus Christ, died on the cross, rose from the dead so we could be saved and have life in him. That's what Easter celebrates, that pivotal moment in history that could change our lives and change all of creation, and it it looks forward to Jesus returning. So that week, we have some things happening. We have this devotional we would encourage you to grab. If you're doing something else, great, keep doing it. If you're not doing anything, do this. You have no excuses, Um, but this will help you. It starts next Sunday. So if you forget this Sunday, come next Sunday, you can grab one, but they're at the info table on the way out, Um, and it just gives you some reading and some some thoughts each day of the week, uh, leading from Palm Sunday, which is next Sunday, to Easter, which is the following Sunday, and then Friday is called Good Friday, it's the day Jesus died, we remember that, I don't know why we call it good, but... Um, it is good. It's actually the greatest thing ever because it, it covered our sins. But at Good Friday, we have a special service that we've been doing for years now since Paul came, um, and it's called the Stations of the Cross. Now, if you were raised Catholic, put the picture you have out of your mind of what that is because we do it differently, and it's really special. Uh, some people hear about it and they're like, I don't want any part of it. Some come reluctantly, and then when they leave, they're in tears saying that's the best thing ever. Um, you got to come. It's Friday at what time? Five to seven. So come between five and seven. You come through. It's kind of a self-paced thing. Station set up in the room. It's awesome. So put that on your calendar. Pull out your phone right now. Put it on there. Stations of the Cross. Five o'clock next Friday. Nobody's doing it. Um, (laughs) That's all right. So today we are going to do things a little bit different. Don't leave. Uh, Today is one of those days, we do these twice a year, if you're newer or maybe you've missed those other ones, this is a prayer Sunday Uh, because we truly believe that prayer matters. Prayer, God wants us to pray, God hears our prayers, God wants to heal sin, sickness, He, he does want to heal, he wants to meet with us, he wants to take us from where we are and make us more like Christ, he wants to do great things. And prayer really is the foundation of God at work. Uh, we believe this here at Common Ground, that when we seek God in prayer, we experience God in power. Think about that. When we seek God in prayer, we experience God in power so often. Uh, and, and this is what we do in church, but we get together. You know, We sing, which is great. We do sermons, which is great. But stopping to pray, and it feels like we're not accomplishing anything. What I've heard this a couple times this morning. No sermon? What? I don't know what to do with that. Well, you'll see this is going to be great Um, because we are going to seek God in prayer to speak, but also to listen. And when we put our hearts in this uh, condition of talking to God and listening to God, he shows up in power, in power in your own life, in power in our community. We believe that God wants to do some things in our community that we don't know what they are yet. So we need to seek him and listen so he can guide us, so he can direct us where he wants us to go. Um, Now, as we go through this day, um, we're going to have a couple sections. We're going to direct you a little bit. There will be opportunities for you to pray uh, sitting there alone, silently, or you can pray with those around you. You can pray out loud together. That's okay. You know, don't worry about the rumbling and the mumbling. Um, In in some sense, that's kind of nice because it sounds, it's like the aroma of prayers all going up to God together, so that's cool. Um, if at any point you want, we have our prayer stations. Uh, the lights are over here. You can come up, write your prayer, roll it up, stick it in the chicken wire. Uh, we have Preston and Linda. Take your stations, if you would. <laughs> Pre- right. All right, Preston's going to be over here in the corner. Linda's going to be over here in the corner. You can go now. It's okay. Um, But they are going to be here. I want them to see you. They're going to be ready to pray with you. If at any point you want to go to them, whether it's for healing or for somebody else, they will be available to pray with you. Uh, Anything you share with them, they're not going to share with anybody else unless you give them permission, unless you say, I want you to pass this on, whatever. But you can go to them to pray. You can go to them to confess. We encourage you to move. This is one of those things, I'll be honest, that's kind of awkward at Common Ground, is we try and get you to move around and do stuff. There's something about worship where we are active, involved in it, and it's the same in prayer. So when you feel led, get up and move and go pray Pray with them. Or maybe pray with somebody in your group, your family member. Write it down, whatever that is. Um, there's something special about prayer, but there's something really special about corporate prayer. You know, I hope you have a good pattern of prayer in your own life, but there's something about corporate prayer. Here's this quote from John Franklin that I really like and agree with. It says, The greatest workings of God come by corporate prayer, and we will not see the power of God in sufficient measure to transform the world around us until we pray together. God in His sovereignty has determined that something happens when we pray together that transcends praying separately. Separately. You know, there is uh, two continents in the world where the church is not growing, but it's actually declining, North America and Europe. Could it be maybe because we have moved to more of a consumer church and we've gone away from prayer? Prayer is is hard work. Prayer is not consuming. Prayer is engaging with God, and he reveals some things, and sometimes that's uncomfortable. And so today, this is what we're going to do. We are going to go to God in prayer. Let me start us off. Lord Jesus Christ, we love you. We are looking forward to Easter. Uh, We are looking forward to that week when we celebrate what you have done for us. Jesus, we know that we could not be made right with God apart from you. We know that when you went to the cross, you took our sins. And then you give us freely salvation. Over and over in Scripture, we see that we are saved by believing in you. And then we enter a process of change. But, God, you don't want us to get cleaned up. You don't expect us to be good and then come to you. You take us as we are. I thank you. But then, God, I also thank you that you don't leave us as we are, that now part of this journey of life with you is you reveal things to us. Uh, You lead us. You guide us. You you bring us to where you want us to go. God, you use us for your glory. I, I mean, there's nothing greater than being involved in your kingdom work, and so we thank you for that. We love you, and Holy Spirit, we ask you to be with us today. Please show up here this morning. We invite you, because we need you. We are not independent of you. We are dependent on you. We need you. Please show up. Do what you want in our lives. God, I, I wish I could uh, tell you what to do and make it happen, but it, it's actually better if we leave it up to you. So God, I ask now for submissive hearts that we will just give ourselves to you this morning and let you do what you want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, we're going to begin with praise. Uh, this is how prayer should always begin, even in your own life. If you remember when Jesus was asked by his disciples, teach us how to pray. He said, pray in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be holy, holy. Be your name. Set apart are you. It begins with recognizing who God is and praising him. When we are walking rightly with God, the natural posture of our heart is thanksgiving and praise. Uh, A selfish, crotchety Christian, it doesn't really make sense. If that's what's in our heart, it means there's something off between us and God. And so we begin with praise. I want you to read Psalm 100. It'll appear up on the screen there. So shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting, and his faithfulness to all generations. So we're going to sing in just a few minutes. But before we do, and by the way, we're going to sing kind of sporadically throughout. That's why this awesome team is going to stay up here. But on your own, or with those around you, I want you to uh, pray prayers of praise and thanksgiving. This isn't a time to request yet. That's coming. But right now, just think of God as he is and thank him and praise him. If you don't know where to start, that's okay. We're going to put another psalm up on on the screen, Psalm 145. If you don't know where to start, read this psalm from your own heart. Read this as a prayer from you to God if you don't know where to start. But let's begin with praise and thanksgiving. Praise you will you know, of hands up. There's something, this feels a little bit closed. There's something about this that opens yourself up. So let me encourage you, you know, if this is what you're used to, try, try this a little bit. Opening yourself up to, to hear from God. You know, you are open. God, we're submissive to God. We're open to what he would do. Now, here's the thing about when God moves. When God moves, inevitably, he reveals sin in our lives. That's what happens. When we experience God in a life-changing way, which is what we're all about, is meeting with God in a life-changing way, when we do, inevitably, the dark parts of our hearts start to to reveal themselves. When Jesus, who is the light, shines his light on our hearts, you, you see where the light's not shining, where there's darkness in there. Now, let's be clear. When we are saved, we are secure in Christ eternally. We are saved by Jesus alone. But in these bodies, we still struggle with sin, Right. And so we're now in this process where we become more and more like Jesus and he wants to reveal sin and he wants to deal with it. Whenever God moves, look through history. Inevitably, it is accompanied by repentance, by confession and repentance, beginning inside the church and then spreading out, beginning within God's people and then moving out. The very first, you know, real revival was there in Jerusalem. And Peter uh, and the others, they were speaking in tongues at that time so that everybody could hear the gospel in their own language. And when they heard it, thousands responded and they said, what should we do? They said, repent and be baptized. That's what they said. Repent, meaning turn from your sins and then be baptized, which if you need to do that, we can do that next week. Fill that out on your card. We're going to have baptisms for those who want it. But that's, we repent and then we're baptized. That's the natural progression. But here's the thing. Then ongoing, we need to continually repent as God reveals things. And so we're going to move to that part. We're going to now pray prayers of repentance. But it begins with listening. So here's where we're going to practice listening. We're going to have a, a minute where we ask God to reveal to us, and I'm going to encourage you, ask God to reveal in your heart anything. Anything he wants to reveal. Anything that you're holding on to. Anything you have not given over to him. And if, again, you don't know where to begin, Psalm 139 is the place to start. And this is David, and he says this, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts, and see if there be any hurtful way in me, and lead me in the everlasting way. And so now I'm going to ask you, invite the Holy Spirit. Invite the Holy Spirit to reveal sin in your life. And in a minute, we're going to start singing a song. And if you're not ready to sing, don't. That's okay. People can stand and sing. You can stay seated and pray and listen. But this is a time for God to shine light in your heart. And and this is the one thing I ask at this point. Be ready to say yes. Just be open. Be open to what he will show you. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and have a seat. You know, there was a a heresy that existed in the early church and continues today at times that the more we sin, the more God's grace pours out. Therefore, sin more and get more of God's grace. Well, the truth is, you know, Paul addresses that. He says, we've received grace and forgiveness that's secure. Should we then continue to sin? May it never be. May it never be. When God reveals sin, he doesn't want us to just admit it. He wants us to confess it, give it away so we can move through it and past it so that we can get over it, we can get better. And so now we're going to move really to a time of active confession. Now, let me tell you something. I'm no prophet, but I know something about you. You have sin you've struggled with in the past that maybe haunts you, or you have battles going on right now. I know you're not perfect. And let me tell you a secret about me. I'm not even close. And so we don't need to pretend as if we don't struggle. It's okay. It's not okay to stay in the struggle and make excuses for our sin, but it is okay to admit I've got sin, and I want to give it away and work through it. And so now I'm going to ask some questions, and I want you to think about it, and then I want you, as God leads you, to actively confess it. And here's the way we set up. We have a station over here, a station over here where we normally do communion, and we have one extra station in the back, and there you can go, grab a piece of paper, confess whatever it is, write it down. This is from you to God. Nobody's going to open these up and read them. Nobody's going to look over your shoulder to see what you're struggling with. But guess what? We know you have stuff you, you should write down, and you know we all should. So there's no shame. Nobody's watching. Oh, that person stood up. They're struggling. That, you know, so the more of us that do it, the, the easier. But go, write down whatever it is, fold it up, and put it in there. And that is you confessing to God saying, God, you revealed this in me, I agree with you, I'm giving it. Now, the Bible also says, confess your sins one to another. Now listen, no human has the authority to forgive sins. No human can say, I hear your sin and now I forgive you. No, but Jesus says he will forgive. If you confess your sin and forsake it, he will forgive. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, he will is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's God's work. But confessing to a person, there's something powerful. So Preston and Linda are here. I encourage you, confess to them. If your group leader is here and you want to talk to them or somebody else in your group that you trust, get, go grab them. They're not going to feel burdened by it. They're going to, it's going to be a glad thing that you would trust them that you could confess to one another. So let's uh, take a moment to confess our sins. We're going to have another song. While I read these questions, you can go at any time. During this next song, you can go at any time. You're okay to move. But let me encourage you just to, to bow your head at this point and listen to the Holy Spirit and ask a few questions. And here's the first question. Am I willing to submit to the Holy Spirit right now? Now, we've already sung a song. We've already gone through uh, Psalm 139. He's already starting to reveal some things to you. Are you willing to submit to Him right now? Is God's Word and prayer a priority in your daily life? Is there anyone that you have not forgiven? Are you holding on to bitterness or resentment to anyone? Remember, people are not the enemy. Because we are forgiven, we are forgiving people. Is there something you need to release? Have you wronged anyone from whom you need to ask forgiveness? Are you irritable or quick to anger? Do you lash out at others at the drop of a hat? Do you struggle with envy? you want what others have. Do you feel kind of good when others lose what they have? Have you been dishonest? Have you stolen from someone? Something that did not belong to you? Have you stolen from God by not giving of your time, your talent, and your treasure? Do you gossip or slander? Are you too concerned about things? Do you really trust God with all of your needs? Are you guilty of sexual sin, either physically or mentally? Do you have another secret sin that you excuse? It goes on and you make excuses and you just allow it, but you know you should forsake it. And then finally, have you been completely honest with God in your responses to these questions? Now remember, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. But there is part of this forgiveness, there's part of this relationship where God wants us to respond actively in confession. Jesus died for your sins, past, present, and future. Give it to him. Now as we move into this next song, take advantage of this opportunity and go confess. Jesus, we thank you that you died for our sins. We thank you that forgiveness is available no matter what we've done. God, we know we don't deserve it, but we we thankfully receive your mercy. We thankfully receive your grace. We thank you for forgiveness. Amen. Now, whatever you just gave to God, because of Jesus' blood on the cross, you are forgiven. And I say that not by my authority, but because Jesus has promised it. And now we have the right heart. Now we can start asking God for stuff. Now we can intercede. There's something about getting our heart right. Then now when we request, our requests might look a little bit different. And God wants to answer our prayers. This is one of those things I don't always fully understand about God. But as you read scripture, God wants to answer prayers. You know, it says, why why don't you bring your request to him? He's like a good parent who when you ask him for good things, he's not going to give you bad things. He wants to give you good things. And it says, whenever we ask in faith, according to his will, he will answer that prayer. And so there's things we know God wants, and we can ask for them in faith and see them happen. Healthy marriages. God wants us to have healthy marriages. So let's ask him for it. Let's ask him for it. God wants people to be saved. Let's ask him to save people. God wants to heal brokenness. Let's ask him to do that. Now also ask him for your individual things, whether it's health, a circumstance, whatever it is, ask. But also ask with the right heart because he may change that circumstance for you or he may answer it by saying, I've put you here and I want to do something in you or through you in that. This is why in prayer we also listen. We give it to him and we trust him with it. And so now let's, uh, let's intercede. Let's cry out to God on behalf of of others. Here's another one of those times where you can pray alone out loud. You can pray alone silently. You can gather with those around you, and let's intercede. And then I'm going to lead us through a couple things of guided intercession. Uh, So pray as you feel led. Feel free to ignore me and continue praying as God leads you. But pray for those by name that you know that are suffering whether it be because of COVID or anything else. Pray for those you know who are suffering. This has been a tough time for for families and for some kids with school. Pray for those families and for kids. Pray for our nation against division. Pray that that COVID and masks will go away. No, really, pray for that. Now pray for our church. God is moving here as He is in others. But pray for unity. Pray for life change here. Pray for God to protect and use us. Pray for one person in this church by name. Someone you know their situation. You know their need. Pray for your outpost group leader by name. When people take the mantle of leadership, uh, the enemy comes against them, and we've seen it. Pray for these leaders. If you're not in a group, pray that God will draw you to a group of people to engage in. Pray for other churches in our area by name. Pray for blessing, salvations, purity, and the movement of God. Now, I want you to pray, and this this is an important prayer. Pray that God will lead us as a church and as individuals, will lead us in local and international mission. We believe that we as a church have more to offer. We believe God wants to do more through us in our community. And so ask God to show us, ask God to show you and to lead us into greater mission for him. Pray for lost people by name. People you know that need the Lord. Now ask for opportunities and the boldness and love to share the gospel with them. Now, again, continue to uh, give your request to the Lord as he leads. But if you're here this morning and you have not placed your faith in Jesus as Lord, and you've been sitting here and you've been sensing something weird, let me tell you, God loves you. Jesus died on the cross for your sins, and you can be saved today. The gospel makes very clear that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Salvation is found in only one, one name, and that's Jesus. Only one religion is true, and it's not even a religion, but it's a relationship with God through Jesus. Believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, that he rose from the dead, and then surrender your life to him, and you will have life. And I'm going to lead you in a quick prayer. If you need to give your life to God today, do it. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you rose from the dead. I want you to be Lord of my life. I want you to forgive all of my sins, past, present, and future, and I want life with you. I want you to be my Lord and my God. I give my life to you right now and I invite you into my life to take control. Listen, if you prayed that prayer by faith, you have received salvation today. And if you have done that, we would love to come alongside you. Just fill out that connect form uh, and put that, say yes to Jesus, You know, mark that on there, that you did say yes and put it in the box and uh, and I will get a hold of you and talk about your next steps. Whereas we move into these songs, go tell Presner Linda. Go write it on the prayer wall and stick it in there. And as we finish with two more songs, this is your last chance to move. It's your last chance to go write a confession, to go pray with Presner Linda, or simply to worship. Let's worship thank you so much for allowing us to just worship in this different way and to maybe be a little awkward but to let god open us up to what he wants to say and how he wants to move and we can leave today being reminded that we are redeemed jesus is king we sing hallelujah which is praise be to god with everything that we do, with everything that we are. That's what we want to be about. If you're a guest, don't forget to stop by the guest table. Um, we hope you have a great week. If you're in choir, don't forget to hang around. We'll get started as soon as possible. But we will see you next time. Have a great week serving God in this week.